Discerning and delicious listener, wherever you are in the world on this fabulous free day. Yes, whatever day of the week it is, wherever you're tuned in from, it's always free day because it's a new day. It's a new dawn and it's a new way of looking at your life and your ability to lead and succeed. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dov Barron. And for the next hour, I'm your host here at the Accidental Guru radio show, broadcasting on Telstar Satellite and KWRM 106.9 FM HD3. We're broadcasting out of Seattle, and yes, we're in HD because we've been, well, digitally enhanced for your listening pleasure. We're also broadcasting out around the world on contacttalkradio.com. Right now, in homes and offices around the world, there are folks just like you, who are salivating like an Arabian hawk who's just spotted a field mouse at the prospect of getting their teeth into all the juicy mind meat we've got for you here on today's show. Do you have friends and family who are dragging their butts through each day? The kind of folks who are just looking for a reason to turn off the idiot box and tune into some high-energy, high-value talk radio. Well, my nurini, light of my eyes, take my advice, go drag them out of their chair, out of their bed. Yes, I know it may only be the crack of noon where you are. Nonetheless, go tell them to wrap their ears around our big, beautiful signal and subscribe to the show. Because today's show is going to hit you like a solar flare that will spark your entrepreneurial spirit with such a jolt that you'll hear the word clear and you'll feel your heart pump once more with fabulous possibilities. Seriously. Before we even take another moment, go tell your friends to tune in and we can begin to unleash the leader within you right here on the Accidental Guru radio show. That being said, every week I get a notice telling me where people like you are tuned in from. And many of you write to me on my blog at DoveBaron.com and on our Facebook Accidental Guru radio page on Twitter and, of course, on RadioDove.com. And you tell me where you're listening in from. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. And so let me greet our friends listening in to what is becoming, well, the omnipresent Accidental Guru radio show. From around the world, whatever the time of the day it is, wherever you are, welcome to our ever-growing number of Aussie and Kiwi listeners tuned in from around the world. Thank you for joining us, and a big g'day koba to you. To our listeners who are tuned in from the many different parts of the world who have their heritage back in the old London town, we send a shout-out to you that goes something like this. All right, sunshine. 
and to my many friends of the show around the world and in Japan, thank you for tuning in. And to you we say, Konnichiwa. And last but not least, to all our listeners and friends tuned in from the United Arab, Arab Emirates tonight, today, this morning, because they're at a different time zone than we are, especially in Dubai, Assalam Olakam. Welcome to all our listeners around the world. We're honored that you take the time to join us here in the intimate space each and every week. From me to you, wherever you are, hello, hello, hello. And now on to today's show de jour. Green, green, green. We all know we've got to go green. You got it. We all need to recycle. We need to take care of the environment and go green. And you, dear listener, well, you've been doing your bit, and I'm proud of you. You've rinsed out your Ziploc bags. You've been turning off lights. You're focused on saving money and energy, so much so that it might even be ruining your, ruining your sex life. Because you've lowered the thermostat so far that sometimes you're tempted to sleep in a parker. You'd use making love to warm you up, but you can't quite find your own naughty bits between all the layers of clothing. Do you sometimes think that there may not be any point to this whole environmental thing? You can tell just by looking out the window that the weather patterns around the globe, well, they've changed dramatically. The Arctic shelf is about as stable as the bookshelf you bought from Ikea and put together using a butter knife for a screwdriver. You suspect that outside, aside from all the oil-based energy being so damaging to our environment, it doesn't matter how much you save because there's a good chance that we'll run out of it pretty soon anyway. So what's the alternative? Sell your car and buy a bike? Well... That might work to a point, but there again, despite the feats of the people in that tropical country you visited for your holidays last year, it's a bit difficult to transport a family of four and a week's worth of groceries on your bicycle. Maybe you could install an electrical generator, a windmill generator in your backyard, even if, of course, you have a backyard. Maybe you could train the kids to take turns pedaling a static bike that would build enough energy to charge their eye toys. But there again, maybe none of this is what you're looking for. It's not where you want to go. And what you want is a bunch of forward-thinking scientists and business people to get together and design some kind of sci-fi futuristic energy ray that will send energy from outer space all the way to your telly so that you don't have to pedal like a madman to generate enough power to make sure you always get to see the season finale of your favorite shows. Well, my guest today says there is such a futuristic energy system, and it's not actually science fiction, but rather science fact. It's called Solar Energy from Space, and my guest in his international team are making it happen as we speak. My guest today will be Peter Sage. Peter is the principal and co-founder of Space Energy. Space Energy is about to harness the benefits of a new source of renewable clean energy known as solar, oh sorry, space-based solar power. And as sci-fi as it might sound, Peter's company will be placing massive solar panels in space where sunlight is converted to electricity 24 hours a day. What's more is that this energy is safely transmitted back to Earth by radio waves in a very similar way to which your cell phone picks up a call signal. 
Peter Sage is a man who has been on a personal journey that has always been one of entrepreneurship and growth and discovery. That journey has had Peter, who is a leading well-known international entrepreneur, bring over a dozen various startup companies into commercial success. And his latest venture, which is Space Energy, is an ambitious multi-billion dollar attempt to bring a new form of clean energy, solar-based a space-based solar power to the world. I will tell you more about my guest, Peter Sage, and why when it comes to understanding and developing the entrepreneurial spirit in action, you could not have a better guide. And I'll do that for you in, well, two wags of a kangaroo's tail. Dear listener, much like yourself, there were days when I was brought to the brink, a place where I stood on the edge of the precipice between safety and my desire to start my own business. I can clearly remember walking into Jack's living room. His wife was in the other room. She was ironing, looking over his shoulder into the living room. As he sat there, without even looking at me as I spoke to him, continued on watching his football game, his soccer game on the telly. In his right hand was a glass of his homemade beer. And I needed to talk to him. I needed his attention. And while he was watching the match, it wasn't the best time, but it seemed to be the only time. You see, I'd had something on my mind. And Jack was, well, he was the main man in my life at that time. He was a bit of a mentor. You know, he was an older man than I was. He was 35 and I was 16. And he had uh, established himself, he had a good union job, and uh, a car that was just under 10 years old. So I had a bit of respect for him. I wanted to talk to him because I needed his advice. You see, I had this idea of starting my own business. And I began to tell Jack about it during the commercial break. Very quickly, Jack interrupted me and said, Why would you do that, lad? That's a waste of time. Let the fools take the risk. Get yourself a decent job and a decent pension. That was pretty much his tone. I felt massively deflated. I felt discouraged. Here I was talking to somebody I respected, somebody who was seemingly doing well in the world, at least in the world that I lived in at that time. I was distraught. I left Jack's house and went home and spent the next couple of days feeling pretty sorry for myself and feeling pretty down. And then a few days later, after very inconsistent sleeps, I was doing something that, you know, when you do those things that you, you don't really think about it, you just sort of let your mind wander. Maybe you're brushing your teeth or you're having a shower or you're using the bathroom. You're just doing something where you don't thinking about the problem, whatever it is, and, and you have those eureka moments. And I suddenly had this eureka moment. It just was amazing for me. And I got this sense, this clarity, and it was this. Do I want to be where Jack is when I'm 35? Do I want Jack's life? And the answer was resonatingly clear. It rang like a bell in my head. Of course not. And I realized in that moment, if I didn't want Jack's life, why was I asking Jack for advice? 
I share this story with you, dear listener, because I want you to know that there will always be those who will not get it. They will tear you down and they will call you a fool. I share this true story with you to remind you not to give up on yourself or on your dreams. I share this story with you to remind you that those who have indeed abandoned their own dreams will not be able to consistently support you in yours. I remind you of all of this because whether your dreams are entrepreneurial or not, they are your dreams. And you need to know this. You, my friend, did not get your dreams by accident. They are your soul crying out for expression. Now back to today's show du jour. As I said, my guest today is Peter Sage. He was also born in the UK, has traveled the world to visit and work in many countries. He's traveled from the UK to live in many places, including the Channel Isles, Vancouver, Canada, and recently, and presently rather, he resides in the country where an economy is built on something that he's about to, well, if not replace, certainly do some major damage to, and that is Dubai. Living in the famous man-made structure called the Palms, which is new land that's made to look like a giant palm tree from the air, and it sits in the Arabian Sea. Pisa is also a highly sought-after speaker, expert in human behavior, who has over 20 years of expertise and, and of sharing his expertise. He's been recently studying great achievers in history. He's a certified master practitioner of NLP and an expert in linguistics. He also ranks as one of the small and elite number of official qualified trainers for Tony Robbins. He's been on stage with people like Tony Robbins, Stephen Covey, and many other very famous speakers. And in Japan, well, he delivers many presentations, and there he's considered to be a bit of a business rock star. He's always been an entrepreneur. He started out as a young man buying wholesale toys and selling them at discount retail markets. He wrote his first book at 18 years old called The Supreme Physique, and he chose to squish himself at six feet two into a single bed so he could run a publishing business out of his bedroom and made some very nice entrepreneurial income. He's done charity work on several continents, and through a combined and personal donations of active fundraising, extreme endurance events, he's helped raise several hundred thousands of dollars for charity all over the world. Peter is an accomplished athlete. He is an expert in nutrition and has completed several marathons, including the toughest foot race in the world. He also competes British champion level indoor rowing, is a qualified open water diver, an experienced skydiver, and a long-standing member of the infamous Dangerous Sports Club. In a little while, when Peter joins us, he will tell you what it takes to be a truly successful entrepreneur and what separates entrepreneurs from other people. So, as you can probably guess, dear listener, we have got for you a turbocharged, clean-energy-powered show for you today. So strap yourself in, stop doing all that crap that distracts you, sit down, get out of your pen, get out of your journal, and let's have a little me-you time. As always, we promise that today's show will titanate your neurons. During the show, we will be solution-oriented. However, there will be the usual soupçon of fun as we go. And during our upcoming time together, my guest and I will be giving you the very best to assist you in getting the most practical, applicable solutions, getting you out of stuck and into massive action, giving you the best 
solid success solutions. We're going to take a two-minute break, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to introduce you to my guest, Peter Sage. See you in two. In the beginning, Contact Talk Radio started as a radio program in the local Seattle area and later became its own radio network on the Internet, broadcasting worldwide and growing. Now, for those new to the Pacific Northwest and or living in the Seattle area, Contact Talk Radio is now broadcasting in high definition. And I'm here to tell you that you can now listen to great programming in HD just by going to www.contacttalkradio.com. Find the listening tab at the top of the page and click on HD Radio. Soon you'll be in the comforts of your own home, the beach while on a picnic, or in the garage working on that, you know, that list you get every weekend? Yeah, that one. Listening to your favorite shows on Contact Talk Radio in crystal clear audio. Go to ContactTalkRadio.com and get your HD radio today. Again, that's ContactTalkRadio.com. Find the listening tab, click on HD Radio, and enjoy. Now is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Did you know that you can rate this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then, before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you, so next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the host and for others. Welcome back. My name is Dov Barron, and you're listening to the Accidental Guru Radio Show. Today, my guest and I will once again be providing you with the information, inspiration for taking massive action towards your dreams. I know that if you become a regular listener to our ubiquitous show, you know that I always wear something rather special for both you, dear listener, and for our guest. As this is our intimate time together, I trust that you, dear listener, have also slipped into something rather delish for this week's show. As you know, dear listener, week after delectable week, I get excited to be here with you and our guests, and I absolutely love finding just the right ensemble that will honor both our guest and you. And before I, so to speak, chew the fat with our guest, I'd like to share with you the vision of today's ensemble. My ensemble today starts off with a men's premium embroidered white cotton Salwar kameez. This, of course, is the traditional menswear in the Middle East. On my feet, I was going to wear a pair of Japanese sandals, but I've decided to stay in the theme. On my feet, I've decided to wear a pair of handmade curly-toed shoes that were handmade for me in the Aljum Irza market. Pronounce that badly, but forgive me, people of Dubai. They are dark red satin with gold embroidery, and they're full of Eastern promise. On my head, instead of wearing, well, the traditional Saudi white Gutra headdress, well, I've decided to mix it up a little in honor of my guest. I'm wearing a specially made 
the wire frame, which is holding in place an eight inch, um, held in place eight inches above my head, a one foot by one foot square solar panel. And you, you, dear listener, well, you'll have to let me know if you notice the difference in the quality of the sound waves today because our entire program, in fact, the entire studio is running on the solar power that's being generated just above my noggin. As always, my ensemble is designed to honor both you and my guest. And my guest today is a man with a strong spiritual sensor, a rock-solid physical core, and a direct line to some of the most brilliant entrepreneurial minds. Dear listener, please help me welcome the co-founder of Space Energy, the company who will be beaming power directly from the sun to you, Japan's favorite giant, the author, writer of books, poems, and even love songs, a man who has been a personal and very valuable friend and young sage to me, the man who Tony, oh, the crowd's already going wild, the man who Tony Robin calls when he wants a great speaker on his stage, and the man who jumps off perfectly good working airplanes to make pretty patterns in the air with other skydiving loonies. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Peter Sage. Well, my friend, <laughs> I don't think I've always. ever had an introduction like that. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. It's great to have you here, Peter. And as always, our listeners will be waiting with exeity to take in all the wonderful gems and wisdom that you're going to share with us on today's show. I'm very honored to have you join us here in the intimate space. And as this is the intimate space, let's start off by getting to know some of your intimate bits. In the tradition of the show, Peter, how about you share with our listeners something intimate, something that most people wouldn't know about you? <laughs> and I don't think I've ever been asked a question like that live on the air either, but uh, if you must. Um, must. Ah, trawling, trawling back through my intimate past, I think probably the uh, uh, one of the things that people don't know about me, um, let me have a think. Uh, well, I, I think I can tell you that uh, when I was, uh, I think, 14 years old, I went away on a skiing trip with a school to a village called Peo. And as part of that trip one evening, we were told um, that we were going to be selected by the female members of our group to be dressed up to look like one of them to enter the Miss Peo competition. And Fabulous. as a result of that, I was, uh, I was selected or, or victimized, should I say, by uh, a bunch <laughs> of overzealous uh, underdressed ladies who um, went to work and did quite a job, and I, I don't think uh, it's on my resume, but I, I guess I could proudly say that I did win the Miss Payo competition of 1984. Oh, uh, yeah. That's right. the first exactly. time I've admitted that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic. I, must say, I, I, I look damn hot. You look good? Okay, so we're going to ask, you, gonna ask you to post that picture on the Accidental Guru radio page on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never happen. It'll oh. never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just complete deniability there. That's great, man. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's wonderful. So first, let me ask you this, Peter. You're living in Dubai, which, of course, is part of the United Arab Emirates, which is, mm -hmm. of course, the oil center of the world. And you're in this business now of, of bringing back uh, space energy, sp solar-powered energy from space. So simple question, why haven't they assassinated you? <laughs> and, uh, and actually, it's a common question, would you believe? And uh, I, I think there's, uh, 
there, there's a couple of answers to that. Um, uh, one is the fact that uh, I think half the people that would fall into the category of wanting to do that probably don't believe that what we're actually doing is real. And right. uh, uh, I think the other answer is that uh, we're not actually going to be that much of a threat. I mean, we, we have a 20-year game plan to put up 15 satellites. Each satellite will replace a nuclear power station on the ground. And wow. when you consider the fact that the world right now requires 400 extra power stations per year for the next 20 years, our little uh, soiree into the atmosphere and beyond isn't really going to be seen as a threat by the oil companies. In fact, if anything, they're coming to the conclusion that we, we shouldn't be competing with us. They should be cooperating because we need everything. We're not going to be a replacement to oil as much as wind solar uh, will be a replacement anytime soon. We, we need everything right now, and therefore we don't want to be seen as a threat. We want to be seen as a, a much-needed complement. And sure. you know, when you talk about the power of energy from space, the one thing that it can do that nothing else can mm -hmm. is that we're talking about the ability to broadcast clean energy on demand anywhere on Earth in real time as and when it's needed. Nothing else can do that. And that's a technology that should be encouraged at all costs. I mean, like I said in the introduction, I think that for most people it kind of sounds a bit sci-fi, you know, beaming energy from space, you know, is there a way for you to tell us in, in, a, in a short, succinct manner? How, I mean, you said radio waves like a cell phone, but, you know, it mm -hmm. seems like it's, it's it just, like I said, it seems, I think for most people it seems pretty far-fetched. How, how are we, maybe you can explain this, how are we able to take that energy and actually s send it through those radio waves? How does, do you know how radio waves do that? Well, it's, um... Uh, it, it's a common question, and the initial reaction a lot of people have, as I did when I was first introduced to the possibility of this technology, was uh -huh. uh, the reaction is what I call the Star Trek factor. It's like, yeah. wow, it sounds good. And in, in some respects, it kind of makes sense to people. You know, instead of yeah. taking solar panels and putting them on rooftops where every night it gets dark, mm -hmm. if you were to put them in orbit where the satellites, you know, the geosynchronous orbit where the communication satellites are, people have no problem with that. We've been launching satellites for 50-plus years. Yeah. People understand that... Satellites in space are powered by solar panels. They yeah. understand all of that. They have no issue. What they have an issue with is how do you get the energy back? Yeah, and that's a big, that's a long cable. <laughs> running, absolutely. Running that back and to, if it was a cable. If you're running that back to, to a multi-plug back in your living room, that would be a very uh, long been, Yeah, it would be an interesting concept. But no, it's, uh, it's not going to happen with wires. But if you, if you take yeah, even this, this radio broadcast that we're actually you know, uh, beaming out on right now from yep. satellite radio, you've mm -hmm. got a satellite in orbit that's being powered by solar panels that is converting that energy into a broadcastable radio frequency, and it's sending it back down to Earth. Now, if you were to scale that up and have satellites, a sheet of solar panels about a mile by a mile, and concentrate that beam instead of broadcast it wide area, you can actually convert that energy back on the ground into direct current. We've known how to do it for many, many years. What's not made this happen, what's prevented this from being manifest today, has not been technology. It's been no. economics. Oh. It's being able to make this the business case close, because if it costs $16 billion to put the first satellite up, which is what our costings are coming in at, but you can yeah. only sell $15 billion worth of energy, I'm afraid you know, in the business world, nobody's going to fund you. Right. So, so, so the idea of this is moving it forward, as you said, to putting not one up, but many up. So it's the, is, it, is it a case of the first one is the one that costs the most? Uh, yes, there is economies of scale, but what's made the right. biggest difference is that five years ago, 
the average solar panel was heavy, and if it was the size of a table, it would take someone the size of you, Dov, plus me to put it on a rooftop. Right. Now, the transition over the last five years has gone from the big, heavy, glass-based solar panels to the mm -hmm. ultra-thin film, sort of glad wrap, cling film level of solar, which is yes. half as efficient, but it's 50 times as light. Yes. So now the, the, the key metric here, if the listeners can sort of follow this, is kilograms per kilowatt, which means it's a fixed cost to get a kilogram of stuff in space, whether it's, you know, whether it's yeah. coal, whether it's you know, oil or solar panels. It's the same price to get a kilogram in space. So if the, that kilogram can produce X amount of energy and it's cost-effective, then we've got a business that works. If it right. produces X amount of energy that doesn't make the business case work, I don't care how good the technology is, it will never be funded. All right, so let me see if I get this uh, and see if I can make this clear. So the, only, the, so the technology for doing this has always been there, or well, not always, but been there for, for a quite, quite some time. The main years. reason it wasn't... Sorry? 40 years. 40 years, okay, so 40 years. So the main reason it wasn't happening is because those solar panels would have had to have been massive, very heavy, glass-based solar panels. And the main distinction that's making this uh, a viable prospect now for us to have clean energy beam from space is that a solar panel, and I remember these from when I lived in Australia, we saw them on all the roofs, instead of them being those massive window frame things of big thick glass, is now almost like a, a wrap, it's, it's a, a film that can be put on anything and put around things, and the, obviously the weight of that is so much less that you can put a vast amount of it up in space to create, to collect the solar energy, and then it's being back by the radio waves, much like this this uh, radio show is being done. Do I get it? No flies on you, sunshine. Absolutely. <laughs> wow, you know, because it, because it, it, I mean, thank you so much for explaining it the way you just did, because it really takes the Star Trek factor, as you were saying, takes it out, and it helps us to understand it. Because as you said, we nobody doubts that we've got satellites in space. And I don't know if most people think about how are they powered. And I think that's a piece you brought in there. Most people, I don't, if I was to ask most people how is it powered, I think that most people would not know. They wouldn't actually know that it's solar powered. They don't think of that. Because I think that people think of space as being this dark place rather than understanding. Of course, it's unobstructed to the sun because here we've got clouds and we've got um, uh, atmospheres and stuff that are stopping us having the direct. Uh, lit from the sun and that's what keeps us alive is, is all that protection yeah. but in space you don't have that so I think that's that's really fabulous so you yeah I mean if, if go on I'm sorry, if people are interested they, they just need to google space based solar or space solar and, and understand there's 40 years of history behind this and, and NASA's invested hundreds of millions of dollars over the years in studies to prove that the physics works it's never been a technology issue sure there's still things you know that there's going to be road bumps this is a massive project but there's sure. no showstoppers and mm. yeah it's a it's a technology whose time has come not just from a technology but from a need perspective the world needs this it's an inevitable technology and it has to happen now so you how you're saying you've got a 20-year plan how long do you see before the first one gets up there uh right now I would yeah. say between seven and eight years, we will be sending our first gigawatts worth of um, uh, broadcasts from orbit down to Earth, which is about the same time if you wanted to build a, you know, a nuclear power plant, for example, on the ground today, you'd probably be looking at the same timescales. And interestingly, about the same costings. We said about 16 right? B for the first 
first one. The yep. average nuclear plant these days is costing upwards of 10B. Uh, that's for build-out, procurement, uh, et cetera, and engineering. Yes. But you know, then you factor in fuel cost, transmission, maintenance, operations for its lifetime, and then cleaning it up at the end. And mm. space solar you know, is less than nuclear power when you take into account a full cost accounting. And there's more capex yeah. up front, but uh, you know, it's, it's not out of the way. In the energy world, $16 billion is not a lot of money you know, compared no. to, for example, you know, the, uh, a traditional kind of industry. So we're, we're talking about... We're talking about uh, space-based solar power here. And, and, of course, this is not our usual subject for the Accidental Guru radio show. And, and I want to explain to our listener why it's so important that we're talking about this. And, and yes, we can argue that we're, it's good that we're talking about this because of green and we need to protect our environment. But I, what I want you to get, dear listener, is this. How outrageous is the ideas you have? How many times will people tell you it's crazy and you shouldn't do it and there's no point in this and, you know, just and same messages as Jack gave me, get yourself a decent job, all those kinds of things. And here's some, I wanted you to have the opportunity to listen to Peter Sage, who is an extraordinarily successful entrepreneur who has done amazing things in, in many different areas of life, and particularly talking about this area, because this, you must have been bashed on the head so many times, Peter, by people going, this is outrageous, this is stupid, it's never going to happen. People who couldn't get the vision. Absolutely. In fact, yeah. when I first looked at this, um, I'd kind of you know, sold a lot of the companies and, and properties I owned, and I, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd not semi-retired to Vancouver, but I'd gone over there to look a, at a new start and a new, uh, a new life. And yeah. I was approached by what I affectionately called the mad scientist um, at the time <laughs> that uh, introduced me to the concept. And, I mean, the first thing I had was like, you know, is this real? Uh, but yeah. then my business brain kicked in and said, well, you know, the two largest trends in my lifetime commercially are likely to be climate change and energy. And so I did some due diligence. I picked up the mm -hmm. phone. I spoke to some of the head guys at NASA and Boeing and Raytheon and some of the big players. And they all gave me the same feedback that, yes, this is doable, but it needs a business case to close. Right. And when I, I figured out that I could do that, I took it to some of my biggest mentors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think everybody should have mentors and yeah. you know, people that have, have lived the life or walked the path that you want to be able to follow in their, their shadow, their footsteps, and eventually, hopefully, stand on the shoulders of them. And I had some people in my life that I was lucky enough to attract, and I took them to them, you know, massively successful entrepreneurs and people that I respected. And the general feedback was, if I got involved in this, a, I would likely go bankrupt, and B, it would ruin my reputation as an entrepreneur. And I have to say that if I was sitting the other side of the table, I would likely, in light of the facts, have given the same advice. The challenge so was... So this was your mentors. I, this was your mentors who were saying this. This was the people you absolutely. had a lot of respect for, who were super successful, who were telling you, basically, you're crazy. Yeah, five years ago, just about when, I, I, you know, when this happened, yeah, it was a thousand to one that we would make huh. this work. Yeah, the challenge of is this. I like those kind of odds. <laughs> yes, I know. That's why you jump out of perfectly good aeroplanes and make pretty <laughs> patterns in the air. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just that. You've got to have a vision. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be a multi-billion dollar new transitional energy for the planet. I mean, for me personally, as an entrepreneur, uh, to be involved in a project that has the opportunity to leave a thumbprint on humanity that can leave this place better than when we started, that, mm -hmm. you know, plays to a skill set that, you know, I, one of the few skill sets I have, which is being able to build a business yeah, and, and be able to do that against the odds in a time in history that it's needed. Wow. 
I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you get up early and stay up late to be able to do that and commit your life to making it work? That's what turns me on. And, you know, we build a vision around that and people bought into it. And you know, I'm very pleased to say five years down the line, we're, you know, we're in the process of making this happen. Well, I want to talk more about that specifically about what is it that really is makes a, an entrepreneur as opposed to uh, somebody who just wants to get into business. I want to come after, I'm going to take a break and I'll come back after a couple of minutes. I want to do, I want to talk about that. What is it that really yeah. makes a true entrepreneur and what is it makes an entrepreneur actually work and uh, the, their vision? So we're going to come back in two minutes. Answer. Oh, good. We're going to come back in two minutes with my guest, Peter Sage. I'll see you in two. Have an event coming up and are you reaching out to every possible person that might benefit from your event oh of course you have it up on your website and I'm sure you've been putting flyers around town not to mention having your friends tell everyone about it but what if you could get the word out for very little out-of-pocket expense hmm what I'm about to tell you is no secret and could really boost your attendance no matter if you're in Seattle Washington or Washington DC London, England, or Tokyo, Japan. Contact Talk Radio reaches everyone in the world. It's a fact. We have listeners all over. If this is something that you might like to check out and get your local event posted on our website and more, go to contacttalkradio.com. Click on the upcoming events and find out more about this really cool opportunity. Again, go to contacttalkradio.com and click on upcoming events. Did you know that you can rate this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then, before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you, so next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the host and for others. Thank you, and welcome back. My name is Dove Barron, and you're listening to the Accidental Guru Radio Show. I'm here with entrepreneur extraordinaire Peter Sage. He's my guest today. Peter is the co-founder of Space Energy, which is uh, spaceenergy.com. You can go find out about it if you like. But, but Peter is a, an exceptional entrepreneur who's done many great things in his life, who really wants to make a difference in life, and as really created the neck for making a lot of money in doing so. And before the break, we were talking about the importance of what it means, what it is it actually take to be an entrepreneur, and what does it take to be a uh, not just an entrepreneur as in, oh, yeah, I'd like to start my own business, but really live the vision of that. So, Peter, what does it take to be a truly successful entrepreneur from your point of view? Well, it's it's a great question, and uh, and great questions are where everything starts. And I, I've been asked that question many times over the years. And you know, you, you get a lot of people saying, you know, "Is it passion? You know, is it discipline? You know, mm -hmm. is, is it focus?" And you know, it's it's all of those things. Everybody wants to know what's the one key thing. Well, there's many things, but mm -hmm. you know, you know an, an athlete could have discipline. You know, a housewife can have passion. You know, a gardener can have focus. So, if sure. if we're talking about specifically entrepreneurs. 
then yes. in my experience, it comes down to one thing. Yeah? Okay. It differentiates entrepreneurs from non-entrepreneurs, and that is the ability to handle uncertainty. Hold on a sec. So, so above and beyond passion or vision or anything else, the key thing is the ability. I hope you're writing this down, guys, as you're listening, because this is really powerful. The key thing is the ability to handle uncertainty. Now, is that is yeah. that the entrepreneur's uncertainty or external of the entrepreneur? Yeah, general uncertainty, because we're conditioned in a society, especially a Western society, where we're living in a time in human history where we've been sold the illusion of certainty. You know, with the mm -hmm. first generation in history, Dob, that's actually got food certainty. Yeah, you know, my yes. parents had rations in the war. And, yes. you know, we're living now in a time where, in a push-button, make-it-happen, get-anything-we-want-whenever-we-want 24-7 world, where we feel we're entitled to certainty, when the reality is this. Certainty doesn't exist. Yeah, you go to nature to look at that. Yeah, certainty mm -hmm. doesn't exist in nature. And, and the entrepreneur has the ability to recognize that because in business, as any business owners or people that have started companies yeah, would clearly understand, there is certainly no certainty in business. And mm -hmm. the ability to leave the certainty of a paycheck, the certainty of being able to clock in and clock out, which right now, certainly in North America and in Western Europe, is far yes. less certainty today than it has been over the you know, previous you know, sort of time. Uh, the, you know, the only certainty that you have working for somebody else is the ability of that CEO to manage that business. So for me, yeah, being an entrepreneur provides the ultimate certainty. But we're so addicted to it, we're afraid to let go of because we, you know, what happens if uncertainty shows up? So mm -hmm. the, the entrepreneur is the person willing to embrace that. And I have to say, if there's one thing that the, you know, the listeners can take away from this, it's that the quality of our lives, generally speaking, is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty we can comfortably live with. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to just be business. It could be a relationship. Yeah, most people, unfortunately, would rather stay certain and unhappy, certainly in a uh, marriage, yeah. than risk uncertainty and go for fulfillment. Mm -hmm. It's just the well, way it I, is. I think that's a great, great, really great input, uh, Peter. I really do. Uh, one of the things I, I've, I'm saying constantly to the listener is how really your your life the level of joy you have in your life will be equal to the level of risk you can take and the level of of lack of fulfillment will be how tightly you cling on to safety and it's it seems very much aligned with what you're saying there so it is this i mean i guess a really great entrepreneur knows how to not only deal with uncertainty slash risk but how to assess that would you say sure and Here's the other thing. You can go to Harvard and you can take, you know, exec ed and you can download courses on, on risk assessment and decision-making and pros and cons. Mm. Here's what I know as, you know as somebody in his third decade as an entrepreneur right now. Yeah, yeah. That nine times out of ten, your first gut instinct is right. Case closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's, uh, we, we had a program recently, a live event. It's called Quantum Wealth Mastery. And one of the things that I taught people there was that the most successful people in the world need less than 50% of the information to make the decision. And the reason for that is because, as you just said, they have that gut instinct. They just know, yes, this is right for me, or no, it's not. And they get it, you know, like you just said, you know, when you came to do space energy, you went and did your due diligence. Uh, but you, but you still had to stay connected to that gut instinct. Yeah, what, there was something you, in it that, that just 
said just spoke to me, and it, it's, it's that level of resonance. Uh, and I think you hear it a lot of time where people meet their wife. They, they, they knew the moment they saw them, this was the woman I was going to spend my life with. You hear stories like that all of the time. You didn't sit down and say, excuse me, sweetheart, do you mind just going through a checklist of things so I can assess your values and uh, yeah, what you bring to the table? <laughs> it, it doesn't happen that way, right? Yeah. Let me go through a decision-making process on how I choose my wife. No, it's yeah. like you saw it and you knew. Yeah, there's a knowing. You know, as a friend of mine years ago came to me and he said, I'm going to ask this person to marry me, and I had no response. And he said, oh, you don't seem very happy for me. And I said, why would I be? And he said, well, you know, I just told you this great news. And I said, but you're not decided yet. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, okay, tell me how certain you are. He goes, and these are his exact words. He said, I'm 78% sure. And I said, then don't. Do not do it. Whatever you do, do yeah. not do it. And he goes, why? I mean, how much more certain? You know, I've, I've assessed this properly. And I said, mate, if you're not a thousand percent sure, don't do it. Don't do it. It's yeah. that you've got to know. It's that knowing. And if, it doesn't mean that fear won't come up, like you were saying. That's part of the uncertainty. Fear is going to come up, but you've got to deal with that. Why do you think it's important that people set big goals, Pete? I mean, you know, I think that people set goals, but I also think that they hold the reins back. Why do you think it's important to set? Because what you're talking about with space energy is a massive goal, 20 years out, multi-billions of dollars. Why do you think it's important to set big goals? Great question. I'm really glad you asked that because, you know, for me, uh, just coming back to the certainty aspect, you know, history always has and always will favor the risk taker. Yeah, the, the paradox of history is those that risk the least usually end up with the least. But our brain won't tell us that when we're facing uncertainty because we're too conditioned. So, mm -hmm. you know, for big goals for me, it's, you know, there's two reasons. Yeah. And the entire personal development movement is, you know, has always been centered around setting goals. And, you know, if you don't write down your goals, you'll probably end up working for somebody who has, which I do believe. And, you know, for, for me personally, you know, and this may come as a, a bit of a paradigm shift, but there's, there's two organizing principles I have when I set goals. Yeah? Mm -hmm. The first one is this, that if I have any idea how I can achieve the goals I set when I set them, then they're too small. Okay, hold on. That was really good. Are you, are you writing this down, guys? This is really good. So what, what Peter just said was, if sorry. he has any idea yeah, of how he's going to complete the goal at the time of writing it, then the goal's too small. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely, because wh where is the room for inspiration? Why set goals you know how to achieve? There's, there's no room for life to step in and bring the magic. There's no room to be inspired. There's no room <laughs> to get associated to a level of faith and trust that allows you to create moments in history that can change the world. And, and the second organizing principle I have, Dov, is this. And again, it's a bit of a paradigm shift, but I'd like to share it with you because it's so powerful for me. Thank you. And that is that the purpose of setting a goal, from my perspective, is not to achieve the goal. I'll say that again. Mm. The purpose of setting a goal is not to achieve the goal. Okay. It's to see who you need to become in order to achieve that goal. Yes. You see? Love it. You know, I, I've seen people that have set goals and they've worked so hard, they've, they've grown so much, and then they've missed it by 5% and beat themselves up because they were so addicted to the outcome and judging their self-worth and then you know, by their net worth or their accomplishments the goal that they just invalidated the last 95% of the journey. And for me, it's not about getting the goal. If you get the goal, great. And we all know that you know, that's, that's only a temporary level of satisfaction because as soon sure. as we do it, we get a high and then we want to move on. But yeah. who you need to become 
you know, the, the essence of life, which is growth and contribution, if you look at nature at any level, the yep. essence of who you can become can only be triggered, inspired, coached, and manifest by setting goals you do not know how to achieve and then rolling the dice and say, let's go play. I, I think that that is fantastic. Uh, I, I've, I said when I've assisted people with writing their mission and whether that's a corporate mission or a personal mission, and I said, you know, you, 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 one of the places where people go wrong is that they, they try to write a mission that's aligned with who they are. And what I always say to people is write a mission that will determine who you become. And yeah. so it's like it drives you. And, and I love what you're saying there about putting that into the, concept, into the context of a, of a goal. Like, who will I have to really step up to be? If I set a goal to, you know, if you're an actor to win an Oscar, then you can't go and do a half-assed job. If you're going to be a, an award-winning something and whatever it is, if you're going to, what's it going to call you to be? I, I think that's fantastic. If you're going to get married and you're about to step into that marriage and you ask yourself the question, you know, like, who will I have to become to make this a really fantastic marriage so that we're celebrating our 25th anniversary, not because we pass time together, but because we've got this outstanding relationship? Who will that ask me to become? I, I, that, that is fabulous, Peter. That is golden. And I really, I, I'm, I'm really trusting that you, dear listener, have taken the time to write those you know, if you've got nothing else, just those two powerful principles together, which is, again, Peter, short version, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, the, the, yeah, don't set goals you, can, you know how to achieve. Yeah, there, there's no room for, for growth. Right? And also, don't get addicted to achieving the goal. That's not the reason you're setting it. You're setting the goal in order for you to become more than who you are to be able to achieve it. That's fantastic. Freaking tastic, mate. That's so good. That's so valuable. And, you know, I wonder what would happen in people's lives if, if they just, if just took those two principles. Nothing else. If you just took those two principles, guys, and you applied those, I wonder what would happen in your life. I guarantee magic would show up. Yeah, I guarantee it too. Well, Peter, you, you know, I've just loved having you here in the intimate space. It's been really valuable. You've, you've been a wealth of knowledge and, and powerful insights, and I'm certain that our listeners fired up to know uh, all the things that you've shared with us, which has just been great. And maybe, just maybe, you've helped our listener to realize that their own entrepreneurial dreams can become their entrepreneurial reality. Well, dear listener, I know that Peter has a whole bunch of wonderful resources for you to tap into, and you can find out a lot more by going to spaceenergy.com. Peter, is there one last message you'd like to leave our listener with? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A ship in a harbor is a safe ship. We all know that. Mm -hmm. But guys, that's not what ships were built for. Go sail your dreams. Fantastic, mate. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Peter. Dear listener, remember you can find us on iTunes and on RadioDove.com where you can click on Show Info and you can leave your comments, your feedback about this or any of our shows. Remember to tell your friends to wrap their ears around our big, beautiful signal and subscribe to the show. By the way, we are now on Facebook. Simply go to Facebook and search Accidental Guru Radio. There you will be able to chat with other listeners and me about shows gone by and the shows you'd like to hear in the future. Again, I want to once again thank our wonderful guest today, Peter Sage. Thank you, sir. You're more than welcome, Dov. An absolute pleasure to be able to add value. 
Yeah, really, just a complete gift to have you here, mate. Really is. I look forward to catching up with you really soon again. And again, if you want to t- if you want to find out more about Peter, go to spaceenergy.com, uh, or you can even go to petersage.com and find your sagisms from Peter Sage. My thanks go out to our producer Billy and the entire team at the Accidental Guru Radio Show, and a special shout out to Cameron Steele who did his magic to make it possible for us to have Peter join us here today all the way from Dubai. Of course, my special thanks to you, dear listener, for being part of our ever-growing family and global movement. Keep telling your friends to tune in and get all the juicy, solid success solutions. This is Dov Barron saying, remember to go out there and share something that you've learned on our show today with someone else, because when you share it, you learn it at a deeper level. As always, remember, Time, money, energy, and effort spent investing in your heart, your soul, and your mind is time, money, energy, and effort well spent. Investing in the development of your heart, your soul, and your mind is investing in the hearts, souls, and minds of those that you love and care about. Remember, you are a diamond. Let your light shine. Because it is my belief that you are unique. There isn't another one of you out there on the planet, and no one has the right to tell you you're less than magnificent. You do deserve to live in affluence. I look forward to meeting you in person very soon, maybe at one of our live events. Until next time, this is Dov Baron, host of The Accidental Guru, saying thank you for making my world a little better each week. Thank you for growing. Thank you for investing in yourself with your time and your energy. And again, special thanks to my guest, Peter Sage, who did an amazing job. And I really do hope that you took the time, dear listener, to take down some of the really valuable gems shared with Peter today. And again, I want to remind you, bring them back to you. Don't set goals you can achieve. They've got to be able to stretch you. And secondly, make sure that when you're setting those goals, you're not focused on whether you get to the goal, but who you become in the process. And my friends, if there is something that you want to tattoo on your brain, that is it. So I'll see you soon. Same team, same place, same channel. Until next time, this is Dov Baron saying thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Go live with courage. I'll see you soon. It is my belief. But each one of you is unique. There isn't another one of you on the planet. And no one has the right to tell you you're less than magnificent. You've been listening to The Accidental Guru with Dov Barron. Join us again next week when Dov will be giving you the competitive edge without losing your soul. Same time, same place same channel. On behalf of Dog Baron, remember, take yourself and life like a shot of tequila. Straight up, live with courage, follow your passion, and stay real.